Tanin, can you disable screen sharing, please? Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Uh, I want to thank and praise the Lord. Yesterday, my son, Alan, celebrated his 25th birthday. And it was his desire to bring the statue of Mama Mary home. And it, it was a great honor for me. It was very joyful for me to see that Alan was sitting right in front of the statue when all of us were saying the prayer. So thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Mama Mary, for this devotion he has for the mother, mother of our Savior, Jesus. And all things, the function and all the prayers, though the crowd was not uh, as much as we expected, but it was a beautiful prayer service. And thank you, Lord. We, we were able to lift up the whole world, the intentions of all the prayer groups that I am in, and thanking each one of you, brothers and sisters, for keeping us in prayers for the intercessors all over the world. Thank and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now and forevermore. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for your intercession for all of us. God bless you all. Shalom. Shalom. Amen. Thank you, sister. Praise the Lord. Anyone else would like to give their testimony? Uh, this is Savio. Uh, sorry, Sharon. Sorry, Will. Yes, Sharon. Uh, yes. Um, so I just want to say thank you for the whole week that has gone by that God has kept us safe. And also, yeah, like sister, a sister earlier who spoke about Mother Mary's visitation, we also had the statue of Mother Mary visit us. And it doesn't happen that it comes very often around this side. But I think in a long time after COVID, it has visited us. And um, I just feel it was a very peaceful time to welcome her. And as a family, we said the rosary. We started to say it every day. And yeah, we're continuing on as much as possible to say the rosary and kind of pray together as a family. Uh, but I would like to say that um, her visitation to our home felt like a much needed one. And it was like the angels told us that she's coming. And yeah, she came to um, give us peace and yeah, make us feel um, that we're never not loved and cared for. And that graces and blessings are always there no matter how rocky the road is. Um, God is always before us preparing the road so yeah I thank and praise the Lord for everything he does for us for even if I, we are in our lowest times feeling sick or you know whatever's trying to attack us um, we come back to him because he's a, a fount of grace and mercy and 
always there to lead us back to the flock. Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for everything, for keeping us safe and taking care of each family on this Brisbane Prayer Group and extended members and, yeah, my family too. I thank you, Lord, for everything. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. thank you, sister. Yes, definitely. Uh, as we know, Mother Mary is a strong intercessor for our prayer group. And through all the spiritual battles that, that we encounter in our lives, and through all the spiritual battles, especially on this Friday that we encounter in everything, in setting up uh, this prayer meeting, in making sure that everything goes well, uh, there is a lot of spiritual battles that happens and all of us experience that. Um, and especially on the day of this prayer meeting, especially on this day, all the things are unexpected. A, a lot of unexpected things just come out of the blue. So Mother Mary is our strong intercessor of this prayer group. And she's the one who's fighting all of the spiritual battles that we have and we encounter uh, every time we have our prayer meeting and as a mantle over this prayer group. Thank you, sister. Brother Savio, I'd, I would just like to praise and thank the Lord. You know, even as you said, we, we do experience a lot of spiritual battles, particularly on today, right up to the time whether we go live. And I'd like to praise and thank the Lord because even when things are not working out for us, we've still got to praise the Lord. So I give glory to the Lord. I praise him. I just tell him I love him, that he's got everything in the palm of his hands. And just acknowledge and praise and thank him for the air we breathe, for just our heart beating, for the food, for our houses, for this prayer group, the gift of each other that he's always in our presence. So let's like to praise and thank the Lord and give glory to him for everything that he's doing tonight, Brother Savio, through this powerful teaching that the evil one does not want us to hear. So we just praise the Holy Spirit that he's going to open our ears and plant this on our heart tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Brother Savio, I would like, this is Marina, I would like to thank my Lord, God, above Father, for the gift of life, for freeing us from every bondage, and for keeping his every door open for forgiveness. I want to thank the Lord for being my provider and for all the blessings on my family, my friends, on the destiny helpers who has been there all along the path, even for the destiny destroyers who have taught us life's lessons and drawn us only closer to him. I want to thank our God for the daily promise, for the daily provisions and for the divine protection and for his countless blessings on our family and all of, all of us in this group. 
and all the people around the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sister. Uh, Brother Savio, and uh, hello, everyone. Good evening. I'd just like to uh, thank and praise the Lord and give glory to him for another week gone by with all our, with this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group and all the uh, teachings and praises and worship and uh, to keep us, our um, body healthy and his word is um, the power of his word that keeps on resonating through our lives. I'd like to thank all the my, uh, all the week gone by, the peace and joy that he brings to uh, my family and extended family and friends also in Australia and throughout the world. And it's good to see, uh, have this uh, the weekend after uh, a good week at work. Um, when I say good week at work, it also the ups and downs that um, we have endured through it and the word of, and the morning encounters that keep on um, uh, making our spiritual, filling our spiritual wells to uh, make our hearts and open our hearts to his word that um, rejuvenates us and uh, re replenishes us and to make us focus again. His peace and joy keeps uh, resonating. I'd like to um, thank the power of his word was in Luke uh, 10, 19. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by in any means hurt you. And I, I thank you. I thank the Lord for this powerful anointing that he gives upon all these teachings, especially I look forward to all these, um, the Friday teachings as well. And uh, just the, just the liveness, the whole, the, his presence and his spirit upon us that just, uh, quickens our spirits all the time that's why we come here and that's why to worship and just so every day is just like uh uh with the with these sessions with you and with the mother mary you know be it done to me according to your your word that we can share the, her her obedience and just to bring us with uh, with the holy spirit to this group to just to praise and give glory it just makes us uh, complete again thank you everyone Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, brother. I can go next. Lord, I want to thank and praise you for making me part of this prayer group, Lord, this blessed prayer group for your word, for your revelations each day. Thank you, Lord, especially for your spiritual authority that you have blessed us with, Lord, that we can use to bind Satan and cast him away from our lives, away from our family. Lord, I thank and praise you, Lord, for your mercy upon me, upon my family, upon your blessings, your favor, Lord, your goodness, that keeps chasing me, Lord, in everything that I do, Lord. I just want to thank and praise you, Lord, for you are faithful and you are my way maker, my promise keeper, my light in my darkness. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Anyone else would like to give thanks and praise to God? I would like to give thanks and praise to God for the for the gift of life for this week gone by. I would like to thank God for my family, for my children, uh, for this wonderful prayer group, for all our prayer warriors and intercessors. I would like to thank and praise God for this week gone by, for all the ups and downs and all the busyness and all the craziness. But thank you, Lord, that. I did not lose sight of you and for reminding me that you are always there. So I thank and praise you, God, for the anointing praise and worship session. I thank and praise God for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, sister. Anyone else would like to give thanks and praise to God? Brother Sabi, I'd just like to, the Holy Spirit has prompted me to come on again and just praise and thank him because as people would not be aware, one of the attacks today was I have been coughing all day and just through the powerful intercession um, of you all, um, I got through praise and worship because just through that spiritual authority, we were able to bash Satan up and get through praise and worship because the evil one hates praise and worship. So, Lord, we just give you glory for that spiritual authority, for the prayers and intercessions and for the, for the powerful angels that he gives us to surround us in these times um, that we're under attack. And we give you all the glory, Lord. Praise and thank you, Lord. Praise and thank you, Lord. Yes, is there anyone who would like to give their testimony? Yes, brother, I would like to give my testimony. Yes, this is Edith here. Uh, praise and thank you, uh, Heavenly Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit for all the blessings each day. Um, early this morning, early this month, in fact, I was told by the tenant, which the Holy Spirit had helped me to get, that they are vacating you because they are being transferred. Can you hear me? Can you yes. hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you, sister. 
Okay. Okay. So uh, I I was I was not at all anxious because I know my divine destiny helper, the Holy Spirit, who's helping me out. And every day, every day without fail, the first thing in the morning, brother, I read, I read your prayers, the prayers that you have given every morning for your destiny and the day. Okay. Okay. So somebody else is talking. I'm sorry if I've interrupted. Just, just, um, just mute whatever you're listening to there. Yes, sister Edith, I, I think so. It's playing in the in the background. Uh, maybe there's another device at your home, and I, I think so. It's it is picking up from your other second device. Can I continue? Yes, yes, yes. Please continue. Yeah, can, uh, yeah. Mute your other device. Okay. There's any other no. device in your home? So it I think so. It is echoing your voice. Oh, and I think so. It's, it is picking up from your other second device. So I put it on chat. Okay. I don't have any other. This is okay. the first time it happened. It's the first time it's happened. Okay. Um, anyway, all I want to say is that. Um, I, yes, yes, yes. Please, I pray to Mother. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. You can speak, sister. You know, my 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 faith in Mother Mary is so strong. As uh, the I keep telling her that you are besieging her, that you are you are besieging all our petitions to your son, and it, it happens. And I I believe uh, I, I I recite Isaiah 54, 16, 17, where he says, "Behold, I." have created the blacksmith who blows the coals on the fire, who brings forth an instrument of his work. And nothing, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And, and this is the heritage of you. I always put my name, Edith of the Lord, and her righteousness is from me. And the other was Isaiah 43 19. I'm about to do a new thing now. Edith, springs full. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the in the desert. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, brother, brother, for. I'm truly blessed. I'm truly blessed with all the Brisbane prayer group and all the different sessions. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sister. Anyone else would like to give their testimony? Brother Russell, uh, praise the Lord. This is uh, Jenny Yaw from Mumbai. 
yes yes jenny Jenny, there is some Sir, disturbance. Sorry, there, there is some disturbance on your line, okay. Jenny. Okay, okay. Just, just give me a second. Yeah. Yes, sure. Yeah, is it better now? Yeah, it's better now, Jenny. Okay. Uh, praise the Lord, brother. I'd like to give my testimony. So, uh, uh, Lord Jesus, Abba Father, Holy Spirit, I thank you. And praise you for this beautiful day. I thank you for all the wonderful graces, miracles, wonders that you are doing in my life and in the life of my family members. And this house of ours, Brisbane, uh, Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. Thank you, Abba Father, for renewing your mercies daily for us. Thank you for showing us your favor in our day-to-day -day work, Lord. Thank you that your favor is surrounding each one of us like a shield. Thank you, Abba Father that you make all grace abound towards us so that in every blessing we have more than enough to share with others and more than enough to suffice our own needs. Thank you, Jesus, for your powerful protection, for taking care of us always. Even when we have not asked for certain things, you have always blessed us. Thank you for surprising us with your, with your marvels every day. Thank you, Lord for giving us the grace to attend the sessions in this group, for giving the revelation to Brother Russell, Brother Vivek, Shaleen, and to the rest of the team, and all of us, Lord. Thank you for giving us the spiritual authority to bind whatever is evil in this world and to lose whatever is righteous, Lord, as for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, that you go ahead of us and you level all the mountains, Lord, you break into pieces the gates of bronze and you cut through the bars of iron. You give us the treasures of darkness and the riches hidden in secret places so that we know it is you, O Lord, the God of Israel, who summons us by our names. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Brother Russell, uh, you know, I had some blocks in my uh, workplace which was bothering me a lot for the last few months. And uh, today I just got to know that the person who was causing all these blocks uh, has, you know, has decided to move out. So I try to keep my cool all the while, just keeping my focus on the word and not reacting it, which I would have otherwise done if I was not in the word. And praise God, my God always fights my battles for me. And I only need to be calm and be still. This word, this verse has really proved itself today. As I, I got to know that this block causing person has decided to move on. So I thank God for this for this wonder, for this miracle, because he knows what we go through. And he knows that you know, his word teaches us a lot. His word teaches us to use spiritual weapons. And that is what we have learned to use. And through this spiritual weapons, whatever is blocking our way, whatever is blocking the plans that he has for us, plans to prosper us and not to cause us harm all those plans come to pass when we just focus on his word so i'd like to praise and thank god for this 
development that has happened and for many other blessings that he has bestowed upon me and my family. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jesus. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. So uh, I'm Leanne from Mumbai and I would like to thank the Lord in a very special way, no matter what uh, I have gone through, I have done things with my own hands and uh, I, I mean, the Lord has still lifted me up and he has given me new ways or new things which I cannot think about, you know, and I want to thank the Lord for this. Not only that, I would like to thank the Lord, no matter how far I have gone from him, he's always brought me back, either through the Brisbane prayer group or either through the church, through the Eucharistic celebrations, through his word. Uh, he has always spoken to me. So I thank the Lord for even, you know, considering me, no matter how much I have gone far away from him, he's always been with me and never gone away from me. I thank and I praise the Lord for all his blessings and guidance in my life. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Thank you, especially for the morning praying in tongues. Such a powerful way to begin the day and the daily reflections by Brother Savu, <clears throat> especially on Leviticus, has been so insightful and so practical. The teachings are really wonderful. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. And being a part of this group has been such a wonderful reassurance that Jesus, Mother Mary, and the Holy Spirit, our guardian angels, are always with us to guide and lead us to Jesus. And um, even being away at the moment, um, I feel I'm always close to Jesus through the Holy Spirit and this group. So thank you so much, brothers and sisters. Praise and glory be to Jesus. God bless you all. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to give their testimony? Remember that we overcome Satan with our testimony. So we put Satan to shame because we testify and give glory to God. 
and he cannot do anything about it because he doesn't want us to and that is why he keeps us uh, quiet so that we do not give glory to god and so that others do not get to know him and he he wants us to be in that dark so let us give glory to god is there anyone who would like to give glory to god in their testimony Hello, brother. I would like to praise and thank the Lord yes, for all His blessings for the week that has gone past by, and uh, for all the challenges that I have faced in the last week uh, with sickness in the family and even certain plans that we had thought would come to pass. but they got changed but i would like to praise and thank the lord for that because i know according to jeremiah 29:11 that he has plans for everyone and his plans are the best plans and it's only that because i'm connected to this prayer group uh, it does not make me i i get anxious but as soon as i am in the word and i join the morning prayer group read your reflections uh my day starts well even with the challenges at work i every time just say praise and thank the lord and i know he has plans and these challenges that he's bringing across is just to make me stronger and as you just now said that you know we have to testify so i that's what i was not doing but i thought okay maybe the devil is trying to tell me that this week you don't have any testimony but i just want to praise and thank the lord for all those challenges that he has brought my way which is going and he's going to show me greater ways in the coming week praise and thank you jesus praise and thank you lord thank you jesus who else would like to testify and give glory to god Yes. Yes, go ahead. Is there anyone else who would like to give glory to God? Uh, hello, brother Savio. My name is Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Um, can Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear you. Uh, oh, excellent. Um, I just want to testify and give glory and praise and worship to our God uh, for what He has done for me over the um, the last couple of months at where I work. 
we have had an evil come into our office of racial prejudice. It has been toxic and really, really evil. And I've stood between those that would hurt someone else in racial prejudice, not once, but twice. And it's been very, very serious. And I've been listening very carefully to our talks on emotions, keeping my emotions under control and dealing with people who went to hurt others. And then I've been listening very carefully to the talk on altars. So what I've done over the last two weeks around my desk, because I'm at the front desk and it's a very large company, I set up an altar and I did it by every morning. I sprinkle the blood of Jesus all around my desk and I have a spray bottle of holy water and I've set up my desk as an altar to give glory and praise to my God. And I live by 1 Corinthians 10.31, that whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And since I've done this over the last two weeks, um, there has become a peace and absolute joy at work. The evil and the toxic um, disposition of these people has started to stop. And there is a joy when people come to my desk. I'm in joy. I am prospering. People around me are prospering. And the evil is being defeated. And I do this a couple of times a day, surrendering my, my uh, place of work to God in praise. Everything must be for the greater glory of God. And over the last two weeks, I have seen an absolute change in the atmosphere where I work. So I have started by listening to everybody, especially the wonderful talks on the altar. My altar is an altar of my desk, and it is giving praise and worship to God and everyone. There is such peace and joy in our office. So that is uh, my testimony. Um, thank you. Thank you, sister. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Who would like to go next? Is there anything that you would like to give thanks and glory to God? See, the very fact that we are alive today, we've got breath and air in our lungs, that itself is sufficient to give glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me alive today. Thank you for bringing me to this prayer meeting, that I'm alive to come here and sit down here at this prayer meeting, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who else would like to give glory to God?
Is there anyone who would like to give glory to God? We've got a few more minutes. Uh, Brother Sabrio, this is Ernie again. Just a little, uh, an, another um, insight that I have. Uh, I like to I th thank for your um, your reflections and stuff like that. That I like to uh, post to uh, to my friends and stuff like that. Uh, also over uh, overseas as well in PNG, because they sometimes in some areas they're in the remote places they don't have a access to like electricity and stuff like that, but they have phones and stuff like that. So this is where the um, your texts and stuff like that uh, uh, comes in of a benefit. And um, yes. they, and even the, all the other messages, the testimonies and the um, deliverance prayers and stuff like that, they really, uh, the people, they really appreciate it. And it just like makes it uh, feel like this, a belonging somewhere that and, it, it, and the Lord in some ways implants some thoughts and gives them also his word is, is working in their minds and how to sort of like um, think I like, I like to thank the Lord that he's doing his work there and giving him giving them the insights and stuff like that and and um, also um, just give gives them another I'm sure another thought that they uh, never sort of like quite realized before because sometimes there's also uh they can be stressed out they sometimes um they uh it could be any any situation it could be spiritual attacks probably with their relationships um not having problems with their relationships and all sorts but um otherwise i find that in these these uh few months or even years um it's sort of like uh there's not much of those um spiritual attacks and stuff like that there's i feel i really uh feel that i think that there is um some kind of assurance and peace that they have a kind of belonging and uh they don't they're not too indifferent now that uh, the lord in his way is much higher thoughts and that brings us together and stuff like that so they got a sort of like a kind of a comfort and assurance and stuff like that because they are also they they are very spiritual people, but depending on whether they're thinking on the in on either God's kingdom or they get caught up in the Satan's kingdom, where they get all stressed in that, uh, the the Holy Spirit is now kind of kind of making more aware and alert of where they're sort of like thinking which kind of our uh, kingdom that they are uh, coming at. So uh, I like to thank the Lord and. Uh, for your your um, reflections and insights as well, it gives us everyone a kind of like a they want an ability. And I'd like to thank the Lord that in this group here, their unique abilities and what they share, we're blessed that uh, it makes makes it possible. This um, with man, it's impossible. With God, 
nothing is impossible. So I'd like to thank uh, the very people he has blessed with, with these unique abilities that uh, we can share. Otherwise, um, it, uh, I can recall before this, when I joined the group, it was, it was, yeah, it was like on my own, sort of like uh, very, very materialistic and stuff like that. And I believed in God in some way, but um, yeah, not the knowledge, nowhere near the knowledge and the thing that now I can use. And so it does make a difference. And I can see the manifestations is going, going around and the Holy Spirit just keeps guiding and uh, with his eye upon us. And with Jesus' eye on, on us, it's uh, it's great. Not, not for these years, I put the, bless this oil and put it around my property and and, the, and some of the streets and that. And I can tell you one thing that throughout the years, even I've heard this, uh, it's written that even the weather obeys him and there are these angels and all the angels do keep the bad weather away and stuff like that. And there was not, there's not one bad weather that has affected us and around our properties and stuff like that. So um, I can give a testimony of that the blood of Jesus pleads for us and uh, it is it is so real so um, this is why I do it because it works and it's um, it's no um, no and it's no dream or anything like that it's real and uh, our God is real his word is true and there's no uh, we can use that we can use his presence and we're absolutely blessed Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, brother. If there is uh, no one else remaining to give their testimony, is there any someone else? Yep. Yes, you um, can go ahead. Yes. Brother Savio, I would yes. like to just thank God for the blessings he pours on us every day. The good health he has given us, the family, the friends, and especially my praying family, the Holy Spirit prayer group. I pray every night and thank God that he's keeping night watch on me and my family and my friends. And he does that so faithfully every day, even sometimes if we don't remember, but I remember every day to thank him for every, every breath I take. And he is always faithful. I start my day and I look forward to the Holy Spirit uh, encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I feel so blessed during the day to take on any job that I need to do. And thank you all the members of the Holy Spirit prayer group. The blessings of the Lord are on all of you and on all of us. Thank you, Brother Savio, for all that you do and all the ministries and all the warriors in God's kingdom. Thank you. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Sister Mills. Okay. Uh, I think so. We can get started uh, now. Um, I would like to uh, welcome all the newcomers uh, to our group and all the newcomers who are attending the prayer meeting today for the first time. Uh, just a quick uh, brief on uh, the prayer group, on our meetings that we have. So we've got various ministries. 
uh, we've got uh, on Fridays, uh, we have the uh, praise and worship uh, led by Sister Shanine, uh, followed by uh, the uh, Bible uh, study that happens every Friday uh, evening. Uh, and that uh, prior to that is the um, I confess boldly, the testimonies, and then followed by the teaching. Uh, we also have every morning, we have the, the morning encounter with the Lord, uh, praying in tongues. Uh, it happens every day, 365 days. Um, and we also have the rosary uh, from Monday to Thursday. It's at 7 p.m. Uh, in the evening. Uh, the morning encounter is at 7 a.m. in the morning, Australia time. Uh, the, the rosary is at 7 p.m. in the evening, uh, Australia time. And uh, on Fridays, it's at 3 p.m. Uh, Australia time as we have the, uh, the prayer meeting that happens ev every Friday evening. Uh, and then lastly, we have the, the daily reflections uh, that go out on various channels. So it goes out on uh, our um, Telegram group, uh, as well as on uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, also Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, please do share links to all of the uh, ministries. Um, please do share the videos, links, and also the links to the group so that others can join. Um, and as, as Brother uh, Ernie was mentioning, that he also sends it off uh, to his friends so that uh, they come to know more about God. So please do share the links and introduce someone, give give this prayer group as a gift to somebody uh, who is wanting to know God and who, who you think you would like to give that give Jesus as a gift to that person in their lives. Thank you, Lord. And as we begin, I would like to say a prayer. Father God, I come in the name of Jesus. Lord, I put on the armor of God, Lord. On me, I pour your precious blood as a hedge of protection around me, around all the equipment. And I cast and rebuke every power of Satan, Lord, that is operating in this prayer group, that's operating through our devices that's operating in every way, Lord, to distract and to stop this teaching, Lord. And I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender this every word that comes out from my mouth, Lord. From my lips, Lord, cleanse my lips, cleanse my heart, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. I ask of your mercy, Lord. I make this prayer in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen. So to start, uh, let us have a look at um, Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, and we can confess it together. <clears throat> so we can, we can confess this together as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. 
so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty yes lord your word is not going to return to me empty lord but it will accomplish what i desire yes lord and it will achieve the purpose for which your word lord goes out in faith thank you lord thank you lord so let's get started on our teaching for today so i would like to ask uh, the question for us so that you know as we are going through we we understand uh, this teaching and some of the things that um, that the holy spirit brought to my mind is you know, have have we ever felt like giving up in in our various struggles that we face day to day we have various struggles and it is challenging to to keep up to that so do we lose heart no do we say at times i've had enough or enough is enough i can't you know take it any longer do we feel disappointed and the thing is god has given us abundance he has given us abundance that he has meant for us but do we have that abundance in our life or do we accept whatever comes away because we think there is no choice or there is no other way out but we quickly have a look at john 10:10 the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i have come that they may have life and have it to the full yes and that's what uh, the lord has come to give us life in abundance till it overflows and there are many instances where we are stripped away from uh, being blessed and living a life of abundance and when we look at our current lives through various manifestations that happen through the spiritual realm and as we see them realized in the physical realm for example we could see our jobs being stagnated we can see that we we may try for try and try and try for jobs or we may still not get a job or we may try for promotions still that too may never happen or the love and trust in our marriage may seem to get weaker or we may see our children going astray but remember that nothing that we see that happens in the physical realm that we can see with our physical eyes nothing happens around us just like that it happens first in the spiritual realm and what we see with our physical eyes is that realization of what is happening in the spiritual realm and thus we need we need the holy spirit to give us that spiritual life just as we need oxygen to fill us to give life to our our body but as we come to this and 
ponder on it. Our prayer life has become important. And having a prayer life that is of an effective prayer. What I mean by that is many a times when we, when we pray, we may pray based on how we feel. At times we are, are tired. And as humans, we may skip prayer as well. Because at times we say, anyways, didn't we pray yesterday? So why do we need to pray today as well? But at the same time, didn't we? We had all of our meals yesterday as well. So we need to, we can't skip or take prayer lightly as, as we see the warning that is given to us when we have a look at uh, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Yes. So if we uh, are not well balanced in our prayer, prayer life and are not consistent or disciplined in it, what we are opening the door is for the enemy to crawl around and harass us in our, in our lives. But does God wish for us to be afraid of that enemy? No, he doesn't. Because he has given us certain promises and he has put something in our hands, something very precious in our hands. And we can have a look at that uh, quickly in Genesis 1, 28. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Yes. So God has given each of us his creation, man and woman. Okay. Uh, the spiritual authority. So it's, it's, it is us that who are blessed with that spiritual authority. But the question is, the, the, quest, the key question is that do we know it? Do we know that we have the spiritual authority? Do we know that we have spiritual authority? And if we know it, do we use that spiritual authority? Because if we do not know that God has blessed us with spiritual authority, then how can we use it? Uh, our knowledge is only based on only what we know. And if we do not know what we are supposed to know, then we become ignorant. And that is when, that's exactly when the enemy thrives. For example, uh, if we ask an electrician of a plane to become the pilot and to fly the plane, 
they wouldn't be able to. They cannot because their knowledge is limited to being an electrician of a plane. Similarly, if we do not know the spiritual authority that God has given us and the dominion that he has given us, in Genesis 1.28, God has given us that dominion. And in that authority, the structure, as we know, is God the Father who sits on the throne, God the Son who sits on his right hand side of the throne, God the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells in each of us. And as the Father of Spirit who lives and dwells in each of us, it is the Holy Spirit that makes that connection between us and God. And when we pray together in one spirit, as John 4, 23, 24 says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. So we are spirit and God is spirit. So we are able to worship him uh, in spirit and in truth with the knowledge of Jesus. Because without the knowledge of Jesus, which is the word of God, which is the truth, we wouldn't be able to pray because we do not know the truth. And if we do not know the word of God, then we do not know Jesus. But what is the truth? In, in our today times, we, there are many uh, TV channels that, that um, you know, seem to tell us the truth, but all of them are confusing. Uh, and all of them compete to tell us the truth. In, even in the scriptures, Pilate in John 18.38, we do not uh, need to go there, sister. But even there, Pilate asks Jesus, what is the truth? So what is the truth? And it comes down to, the truth comes down to, what do I listen to? Who can I trust? And, what, and who can I rely upon? So similarly, just as we have, we also in the evil realm, we may knowingly or unknowingly follow this pattern. Where man's spirit is connected to another evil spirit. And they join forces and speak to even higher spirits or apex or demon gods. But in all of this, if we cannot work forward unless we allow God permission to operate in our lives on our behalf. And that is what Genesis 1.28 says, let them have dominion. So God has given us his dominion. What he is referring to is, it is them. He said, let them have dominion. In Genesis 1.28, that is man and woman and, and the human that he has made. Not the angels, 
not anyone else but us. And without this prayer and in this dominion that, we have, that he has given us, without prayer, man cannot communicate to God. So prayer becomes very important. And without prayer, God will not interfere with man. So you can imagine how powerful prayer is. God will not change anything. Sometimes we think that, okay, God will change things. He knows what to do. But he will not change anything in our life. Still, we communicate to him in prayer. So Jesus too depended on divine resources and he too prayed and patiently waited on God, the Father, in expectation, in hope and trust in his Father. But the question for us is, do we wait on the Lord? God definitely hears, hears the cry of our hearts and he hears the cry and he definitely moves. But the question is, do we wait on the Lord? And that's how Jesus prayed in, in Hebrews 5.7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Yes. In some of the, in some of the verse, in some of the, um, the Bibles, it mentions Jesus offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. So Jesus knew that he was what he was going to go through. And he was, he being human, he experienced all the pain as a human. The brutality on the cross, it was so brutal that we couldn't even, the people at that time couldn't recognize his body, completely disfigured. And he knew what he was going to go through and he cried to his father in heaven. When we look at our lives and, you know, when we look at the times that we pray, what if we pray and we say that we still do not see any answered prayers. Like, have we said that I prayed and prayed, but nothing happened at all? Or other times that we have said, why waste time in prayer? It doesn't work. So do we see unanswered prayers? Or do we see at times when we are hitting a brick wall and we are wondering where the problem is? Or the problem is way too big for us. And this depends on our, on our effectiveness of our prayer. So how effective our prayer is. And sometimes uh, a comparison is like the times when we, back in the days when we used to use a dial-up internet connection to connect to the internet. It used to take a long time to connect to the internet. It used to make a lot of sound in between. And then finally it used to connect. And then after it connected, if we try to make a phone call, it may not get connected or it may fail to connect. And same is with our prayer life as well. 
and the effectiveness of our prayer. So just as we have in this example, in information technology that allows someone that has an identity, for example, on the internet, when we are browsing, that we're able to access other pages on the internet from another country that has another identity. In the same way, it is our identity in Jesus Christ. So it's not on our own. It is our identity in Jesus Christ. And it is our identity in Jesus Christ that connects with the Holy Spirit. That is a person that has an identity. And it is these two spirit that join together and connects through Jesus, through our God the Father. So to make our prayer effective, it depends on our knowledge and our understanding. And let's look at a, a dimension uh, of prayer. And the, the first dimension is approaching God as Father. When we approach him as Father, we say God, we call him Daddy, Abba, Abba Father, he's our Daddy. And as a dad who loves, who loves us, you know, beyond what we can even imagine. He provides for us unconditionally. He teaches and guides us, forgives us, has mercy, trusts us, is someone who has the best interest in our mind and also someone who sacrifices himself for us. When we look at God the Father, he sacrificed his only son for us. But there is a condition when we accept to accepting God, the father as, as dad. And that condition is that we have to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and savior. But the question is how many times have we said the, our father, our father who art in heaven, but we have never accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and savior. How many times have we said the Our Father, but have never accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior? Yes. So to accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, that is when we think that we need to be saved. But the question is, do we think we need to be saved? And are we a child of God? Yes, we are a creator that God has that God has created us. But are we a child of God? And John 1 12 tells us. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Yes. So we are children of God only when we believe in him. And when we, when we say the Our Father and we go to approach God the Father, there is a condition that we need to accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. But there are many times that we could that we could never be accepting Jesus as a person, Lord and Savior, but we may be saying the Our Father, just rattling it. And that is makes the prayer itself 
ineffective. But we can only be saved. When can we be, be, be saved? We can only be saved when we are ready to give up our control. That's the only time when we can be saved. When we are, when we are not, when we think we are not, we do not need to be saved or someone else is saving us, we cannot because we need to give up our control. Another area is when we do not have pride in us. Many times we believe that we do not need to be saved or we think that we are saved by default. By default, we are saved. Or when we do not have our dependence on him, but we have dependence on us. For example, we, if we are secure with our money, then we do not have any dependence. Why? Because we keep telling ourselves that money can buy me happiness. But all of this only leads to empty prayers. Empty prayers does not lead anywhere. Because whatever prayers that we are making, those prayers will continue to remain unanswered prayers. Another dimension of our prayer is when we approach God as a friend. And we can have a look at Luke 11. Five to eight. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. Yes. So if you see out here, there is that friend who has gone at a time at midnight. And it is showing us that there is a distress or a stressful situation that is happening. And that's why that friend had to visit the other friend at midnight. But this is also showing us that there is a person for whom we are making an intercession and praying on their behalf to God as a friend. And we, in doing that, we are standing in that gap. So we are bridging that gap between the person who needs our prayers and God and who we are praying for. And when we stand in that gap, we are the ones who are in that wrestling court where we are wrestling with Satan and all his demonic cohorts because we are standing there in that gap on behalf of that person who we are praying for. And we see this, an example of this very strongly in Genesis 18, 16. 
to 33. When the men got up to leave, they looked down towards Sodom and Abraham walked along with them to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation and all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went towards Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, will not the judge of all the earth do right. The Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I've been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I'm nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if, I, what if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left and Abraham returned home. Yes. So this shows a strong uh, dimension of prayer, which is approaching God as a friend. And that's what Abraham did. Approaching God as a friend, standing in that gap for uh, Sodom, as God had plans to destroy because of the sin that was happening in Sodom. And in that, we see Abraham's plead was been heard by God. And especially for the life of his nephew, Lot, and his family. And as we see over and over again, Abraham was persisted in his prayer. 
as he was interceding on behalf of the people of Sodom, especially for his nephew Lot and his family. But why? Because Abraham had that relationship with God as a friend. And knowing God's hand of mercy, he kept on persisting, standing in the gap for the people of Sodom so that God would show mercy on them. So now we have seen these two dimensions of prayer, approaching God as a father, approaching, that was the first dimension. The second dimension of prayer is approaching God as a friend. The third dimension of prayer is approaching God as a judge. So to have a look at this, understand, let us have a look at scripture, Luke 18, 1 to 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Believe me, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Yes. So we can see out here that uh, the Lord says, now Jesus was telling his disciples this parable to make a point at all times that they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. And that's what, when we look at ourselves, how many times do we lose heart? How many times do we lose heart and want to give up? And there are many situations in our lives that make us feel like that. Maybe we are, we are, are trying for a child uh, and not getting a child for a long time. And then what happens? We get irritated with God. We may even stop going to church as, as a result of that. Or we are not able to retain our job. We go for a job, we go for a job interview. But when it comes, it's not in the field uh, that we want or it's not the job that we want or it's not the type of job or it's taking us to another place that's far away from our family, but still not giving us that job satisfaction. Or there could be various times when there are suicidal inclinations, a way out of the situations. And that comes from leads from depressions. So one of the emotions that, for example, people think that they may have been promised various things in their life, such as maybe a job promotion, but it hasn't happened. And that's led them to depressions or 
they may be having thoughts that are pressurizing them and that could lead them to prolonged sicknesses or loneliness or it could even lead depression could also lead people to mental breakdown and that's very sad when we see people in that state of mind where they have to go through electric shock treatments just to calm them down it's a very sad state to see a person going through that times but as we look at this dimension of prayer god approaching god as a judge and god the father is that spiritual judge he is the spiritual judge in the spiritual court of heaven and if there is injustice just as we have injustice that goes on in our day to day lives and if we go to our, our courts out here we go there to seek justice in the same way there is a spiritual court in heaven and we go there to seek justice from god the father who is the spiritual judge and this all comes back and links back to what god has given us what he has given us is a gift and that gift many times we read the word but it it slips us and that gift is that gift of dominion god gave man dominion sometimes we underestimate that dominion we underestimate it because uh, we think how can that be possible but god has given us dominion when he made us in his own image and likeness god gave us dominion not the angels not anyone else but he gave man dominion and god gave us that spiritual authority to work powerfully but as we as i mentioned those conditions that we do need to make jesus as our personal lord and savior give up our control make sure that we ask jesus to strip away all of our pride and we do not depend on our own selves also the other condition is that we continue to remain faithful so it's very difficult for that as at times we it is difficult to continue to remain faithful but we see in in the bible we see abraham who is an example of a person who has remained faithful when god promised him he left his hometown at the age of 75 years old and god promised him a son and if you see it was only when he was 100 years old that's 25 years later that that promise he held on to that promise and god made that promise to be fulfilled but in the middle there were a lot of things that happened that got it distracted because there was impatience from sara who was his wife who lacked the faith and she kept insisting on getting a son through her maid servant hagar so that's the condition that's another condition that we need to have being faithful and also another condition are we trusting in god you know despite the circumstances are we trusting in him like our foundation of all of our relationships even our relationships as husband and wife is based on trust and so is it with god but do we trust god is the question 
or do we give up on him many a times we do not see things working and then we get upset because we think that we are not reaching closer and closer to our goal but the lord promises us that even when we feel that nothing is working in our life even then and even when we see that nothing is working in our life even then he never stops working because he is that way maker he is that promise keeper and he is true to his promise and the next condition is are we obeying god's commandments and laws god is faithful to man but the big question is are we faithful to him or are we hiding all of our secret sins and keeping that away from god so god's will is for us is manifesting the kingdom of god on earth as it is in heaven and on earth that's what god designed he designed earth to be that spiritual colony and by spiritual colony i mean if you look at for example uh, british and australia when the british were settlers in australia they brought their traditions into australia they brought their culture language they brought some of the traditions morning tea afternoon tea even their food their fish and chips or meat pies etc they brought their their culture into australia in the same way god designed earth to be a spiritual colony a spiritual colony of the kingdom of heaven so it was earth was never designed to be a place where demons exist it was only a place to be a spiritual colony of the kingdom of heaven so then how did all of these spirits come about so god had a plan he had a plan to trap satan because he through as we know through the death and resurrection of jesus he overcome satan so god had a plan to trap satan so what god did was where he is in the first heaven where god lives in the heavens of heaven but when god kicked out satan from heaven satan was then trapped in that second heaven why because he satan was fallen from grace and if you recall why did he fall from that grace is because of pride and i think so one of the things that i mentioned earlier was we cannot make jesus the lord and savior of our lives if we have pride and satan was kicked out of heaven because of his pride but there was a little thing that happened out there once satan was kicked out of heaven and he was trapped in that second heaven what happened was that man was given that spiritual authority and we know that spiritual authority and that dominion that we see in genesis and that spiritual authority is given to us however 
that spiritual authority can also be misused. So man has got that spiritual authority and that spiritual authority, we can use it to bind Satan, to bind all of his evil plans. But unfortunately, that's the unfortunate part, that man also has the authority to lose, that is to give permission to Satan to invite him into our lives. And to overcome all of this problem, God sent his son, Jesus, as a man. And why as a man? Because he had to come as a man to die for us. Because otherwise he wouldn't have the authority as a, as a man. So God sent his son, Jesus, as a man to die for us so that he could sacrifice his blood and through the sacrifice of his blood so that we could be rescued. So this is a, a key gap that is there and it comes back to spiritual authority. It comes back to spiritual authority because that spiritual authority can be, can be misused. That authority itself can be misused. So what happens in the case of when we now look at altars? When we look at altars, altars is that gateway. It is a gateway to that accessing that divinity in heaven. Or even the evil realm or the evil altar. So to understand what that means is, for example, if we were on an island, on an island that is a deserted island, and the only way for anyone to come to that island is through a hybrid plane. That is one that can fly in the air and the one that can also fly, can also land in the water and come right up to the jetty of that island. So there is no way, like we need to be able to survive on that island and we need that hybrid plane to come to us. There's no other way that we can connect to that outside world because we are on that deserted island. So our survival depends on that hybrid plane that is going to connect us to that outside world because we are waiting for that plane, that hybrid plane to bring us what we need. So if we look at this example, that hybrid plane can bring us good things. So whatever we need, we need food, clothing, whatever we need what that God provides for us. It can bring us all of those things. But at the same time, we can have another, another hybrid plane that lands and comes to that island. But that hybrid plane can bring us the evil that we desire. So that, that altar, if we look at it in, in, in this example, is, is that hybrid plane, which acts like a, like a power station that is connecting us to that outside world. 
because whatever we need, we can't survive on ourselves on that deserted island. And we need something that is going to allow us to survive. And that is that hybrid plane that goes and brings for us the supplies that we need for us to sustain our lives. Good as well as evil. So if we look at that altar, we can think of that altar as that hybrid plane. That altar, we there are two types. We can have a righteous altar. And that is when we connect through that altar and we ask God to intervene into our lives, into the situations in our lives. But we can have another altar. And that is when that is the evil altar. And that is that altar where we call upon Satan and ask Satan to operate in our lives. So I would like to have a look at a, a scripture, a Genesis a 3, a, sorry, Genesis 4, 3 and 5. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. Yes. So if we look at uh, the offering, and this is the offering, the two types of altars where we see the righteous altar that we spoke about, and then we have an evil altar. So it is this altar, as I was saying, that this is the altar that is connecting us to the to that to that outside world. So it's connecting us. It is connecting us to, to God or it is connecting us to the evil realm. So if we look at this example in scripture where Cain and Abel, so we see Cain, he had brought the fruit. He was a farmer, he had brought fruit and God was not happy with that. And that is what he offered to God in a way of sacrifice to communicate to God through that altar. But on the other side, when we see Abel, Abel used an animal, the firstborn of the flock. So it was the, his first, the firstborn, the first offering. And he had used the blood of that land, blood of that innocent animal. But the reason why Cain was offering was not considered as good is because it was from the fruit of that ground. And if we have a look at Genesis 3.17,
To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. Yes. So we see that God had cursed the ground. And he had cursed that ground. And through that same ground, what Cain did was he used an offering, which was an output from that cursed ground. So you can see if we use if we use an offering like that, what Cain had done, what he had raised was an evil altar because he did not listen to what God had instructed him. And if you think of this, we see that how is this evil altar, how did this evil altar actually get, get raised? Many a times it is possible that we could raise an evil altar like how Cain did, but we may not know about it. And that altar and that, that we offer up may not be acceptable to God. So for example, when we raise an evil altar, we could raise an evil altar through our rage that we have, have in us or our rebellion uh, attitude that we have within us. It could also be because of our pride in ourselves. It could also be the desire to give life to accursed things. So it is driven, there is a drive. What is it that is driving these evil altars? What is the drive? Rebellious nature, pride in us, jealousy, selfish ambition. So, for example, if we look at the greed for money, the greed for money itself is idolatry, an idol, an idol god. In fact, in some religions, they have a god of money. They have god of wealth. Um, so it is, it is idolatry in itself, the greed for money. And what happens is it is possible at times that we may knowingly or unknowingly stand up an evil altar. Through how? Through our own arrogance, through our own pride, through our own rebellious nature. And in this example of greed for money, we may say that I don't need God. Or we may say, I do not need to waste time in praying. All I need to do is, I'll just focus on getting that wealth. And all our time is just trying to find out uh, videos. And there, is a, there are a lot of videos on the internet that are just focused on wealth. There is no God in, in the picture. And uh, it, is, it is at times an addiction where people, they just follow that and they just want to be wealthy uh, and the greed for wealth 
just develops and what happens as a result of that they do not see the need for god we do not see the need for god we do not see the need for for praying because we think that why pray when we can anyways become wealthy without god and that is what we when we do that we are unknowingly unknowingly we are creating and establishing an evil altar and that evil altar is connecting to this idolatry the this greed for money itself is an idolatry or an or an idol or a demon god so let us uh, have a look at uh, scriptures another uh, scripture uh, in leviticus the book of leviticus 17 you have a look at uh, leviticus 17 from verse 1 to verse 11 and we'll see out here we'll we'll see out here how god is instructing us on altars what is his instructions on altars and out here to pay attention we'll have a look at uh, and understand and let's try to understand how god is showing us that there are the altar that he wants us to use and there is also an evil altar that he is warning us about those evil altars So let us let us go through Leviticus chapter seventeen, verses one to eleven. The Lord said to Moses, "Speak to Aaron and his sons, and to all the Israelites, and say to them, 'This is what the Lord has commanded: Any Israelite who sacrifices an ox, a lamb, or a goat in the camp or outside of it, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tent of meeting,'" to present it as an offering to the lord in front of the tabernacle of the lord that person shall be considered guilty of bloodshed they have shed blood and must be cut off from their people this is so the israelites will bring to the lord the sacrifices they are now making in the open fields they must bring them to the priest that is to the lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting and sacrifice them as fellowship offerings the priest is to splash the blood against the altar of the lord at the entrance to the tent of meeting and burn the fat as an aroma pleasing to the lord they must no longer offer any sacrifices to the goat idols to whom they prostitute themselves this is to be a lasting ordinance for them and for generations to come say to them any israelite or any foreigner residing among them who offers a burnt offering or sacrifice and does not bring it to the entrance to the tent of meeting to sacrifice it to the lord must be cut off from the people of israel i will set my face against any israelite or any foreigner residing among them who eats blood and i will cut them off from the people for the life of a creature is in the blood and i have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar and it is the blood 
that makes atonement for one's life. Yes. So as we see, it is the blood, it is the life of the flesh. That's what uh, the Bible says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. So it is that life of the flesh that's in the blood that's offered up as a, as a sacrifice in atonement. But God has given clear instructions of how that sacrifice has to be done for an atonement for their sins. And what that means is God is actually teaching the people, how do you set up a righteous altar? At the same time, God is telling them, see, look, do not get fooled because there is also an evil altar. And he's telling them that because he's telling them whatever they are sacrificing, make sure that you are, it is, it is not in the, not in the uh, open fields. That's what he, uh, that's what he says, not in the open fields, but to bring it to him, to that tent of meeting, to the priest. And so that the priest can sacrifice it as an as a peace offering to the Lord. So here God is giving us clear, very clear instructions on how, and he's, he's showing us very, very clearly how we can actually get atonement for our sins. And through that atonement for our sins, how can we open up and make that connection through the altar to God or he's telling us and warning us about evil ways and keeping uh, evil ways through idol worship and not slaughtering that animal at the place where it needs to be offered in that tent of meeting. So it, it gives us very clear instructions and God shows us between, differentiates between the righteous altar and the evil altar. And if we have a look as well as at Exodus uh, 20, verses 3 to 5. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not, not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Yes. So, and if you, if you think back at Leviticus 17, where God was instructing the people, see, this is a righteous altar. This is how you need to uh, offer up that sacrifice uh, and bring it to the priest and do it the right way so that your sins will be atoned. But if you do it the wrong way, and if you uh, use it as an evil altar, you are destroying yourself because you are, through that evil altar, you are worshipping a false god. You're worshipping an idol. You're worshipping the demon. And God makes it very clear, very, very clear in Leviticus as he's teaching them through uh, the wilderness, as they're traveling through the wilderness. And in Exodus, as we see in this scripture, in Exodus 23 to 5, God tells us that this punishment, there is a punishment, there is a punishment for 
that evil altar because that evil altar brings about evil in our lives because as we are inviting satan he will only come to steal kill and destroy us and so what god is telling us is that if we indulge in such type of evil altars establishing such evil altars in our lives then it is not just that generation but that curse it's like a curse that is goes down from generations to generations a generational curse so it could go down to the third and the fourth generations and people may wonder in the third and fourth generations that they are doing everything good in their lives they go to church every day or they might go to church uh, on every day or on sundays or do various things in in the church but why is it that their prayers are unanswered why is it that their prayers are not going anywhere and it is making them feel frustrated it is making them give up on their faith and some of the reason could be an evil altar that's blocking that that evil altar that has been established in the last few generations that generational curse is coming down to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation and we continue living our lives not knowing that there is actually something that is blocking our prosperity that is blocking the abundance that god has promised for us in our lives and who is faithful in his promise and we wonder why is it that we are not prosperous why is it that i am not getting a child why is it that i am trying for a job but i i just keep sitting at home for so many months and and years but there is no job that is coming or even if i get a job that job is gone in no time that that job is gone from my hand or even if i get a job i have to go to another country and work in conditions which are not favorable to me i have to leave my family but even work in unfavorable conditions or maybe finances they're just depleting and finances come in one hand and just goes out from the other hand and there is nothing to keep the keep us running keep the family running and there are many blocks like these that could happen in our lives and we may wonder if we are doing everything we are going to church we are baptized in the church we received a confirmation we may be doing everything else but there is something else that we may not even be aware of that is causing a block in our life it is possible that maybe when we were young our parents may have possibly you know gone to some of these babas as they call them uh got some treatments for them maybe for for one of the family members and that has caused and introduced an evil altar in the life of that person so and that person may not may may not realize it at that point in time but as generations pass by the people in the next generation will not know what happened in the previous generation may not know 
and even though they live they think that they are doing the right thing and living by faith they are still not progressing anywhere in their lives and that is what the lord says punishing he will punish the children for the sin of the parents so it is possible that currently the situation that you are going through in your life that is stopping you from being abundant and prosperous or maybe every time sickness may be coming to you you know every time you just find yourself you are just sick 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 like throughout the year is just sickness whether it is summer winter or you know autumn spring in any 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 uh, season not just winter is just sickness and sickness and you know, it never stops there is always sickness this that means there is something something is not right and sometimes things like these happen because there is something that has happened in the our previous generations for which as the scripture says god punishing the children of the sin of the parents to the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me so we'll you can see that uh, it's a uh, past time uh, we do not have much time for today but we will continue on on this topic of altars the next week uh next friday and we'll go more into the depth of altars on the battle of altars and more into spiritual warfare so we'll go more and more deeper into it but i hope today that you have got uh, an understanding especially uh, on uh, leviticus Seventeen uh, and getting that deeper understanding of how God Himself, God Himself, instructed the people long, long time ago and made them aware of these two different altars, very clearly, very clearly made them aware of these two different altars. But these altars have continued since then, till date. So we'll we'll stop here for today. but we will continue and we'll go deeper and deeper into the battle between the altars deeper into spiritual warfare in the next week i hope you have enjoyed the teaching today if you have enjoyed and if you have learned something on altars and it has helped you open your eyes and realize about altars and made you think about it uh, i would encourage you to share with your family with your friends so that they too will become aware of altars they too will become aware of what is it that is stopping them in their lives because god doesn't want us to be living a life where we are caught up always he wants us to live that abundant life but how can we come to that abundant life we need to be set free from those altars and that's what we are going to learn in the next few weeks so thank you once again and please i request you to share this teaching as well as all the teachings that we have on our youtube page to your friends to your family and encourage your family and friends to join us for the next week as well thank you everyone and god bless you thank you